0: we are here since january 11th so we're going to do this january 13th and it's actually being released on the korean american day cool oh there we go oh really topics so yeah if it's going to be this wednesday that's Korean the american day we day. know all three so of us know nothing about nothing yeah exactly that's why i wanted to ask <laughs> if we no talk existence. about that i was going to quickly look up as like is it really 1903 that this is uh the first know, I'm up. you're listening to the john tree show hosted by three Korean-American adoptees diving headfirst into what it means to be adopted, Korean-American, and more. And now, here's your hosts,
1: Nathan, Patrick, and KJ. Dude, okay. Uh, welcome to the John G. Show. This is uh, your boys, KJ, Nathan, and Patrick. That was uh, so unenthusiastic. Come on, you can do better than that. We, no, it's fine. It's fine. Uh, <laughs> this is.
2: You can do better
1: than that. You can do better this than is, uh, that. Uh, this is what a solo show. Yeah, it's what a solo show. Oh my gosh, I can't even talk. Solo show feels like. Uh, it is. What a time to be alive.
2: <laughs> um, I get it why you're unenthusiastic. I get it. I
1: get it. Wait, why am I unenthusiastic? I don't know, is that what we said? Yeah, I said that. <laughs> oh, okay. See, okay. That's what I thought. That's what I thought. I think we should always be. We should be, you know, welcome back. Oh dang, you know what? Actually, uh you know what we haven't done in a long time is explain what John Chi means. So, Patrick, will you explain what John Chi means? Oh, of course. <laughs> to, listeners, to, to listeners who have found us on Clubhouse uh and are familiar <laughs> with the sweet, dulcet tones of Patrick's voice, uh please explain to our new fans what John <laughs> Chi
2: means. So John Chi means Celebration and feast and collective gathering, where we talk about the day and the times, and and we use it to talk about our culture and our shared heritage. Um, thank you for talking about my dulcet tones. I appreciate that. <laughs> oh yeah, thanks for getting uh, real close to the mic for that. Yeah, I know. That, that, yeah. That drop um, yeah, but again. <laughs> that's basically <laughs> that's basically <laughs> what we do here on the show. Is we. Want to celebrate those things together, and we usually do it with a food component, which if you hang around long enough,
1: you might find out. Or you can uh, skip to the end, where we have time (laughs) codes if skipping to the end is your thing. But don't spoil it for yourself. Don't be like that.
0: And we're going to have more on YouTube, so you can watch it, too. I know a lot of people have actually asked me about that, and they're like, we liked your YouTube stuff, but it was like – I was like, well, that's the only – portion. We actually have the interview and everything else on the regular show, so listen to the podcast too. So
1: yeah, you fools. Just kidding. Come I don't on. think our fans are fools. <laughs> I think our fans are lovely. <laughs> so I don't know. I just. I guess I. We actually did already talk about this. I was just curious about um, kind of Nathan. Uh, just kind of diving into. So we all met on Patrick's uh, clubhouse room. Uh, to talk about adoptees. And, uh, Nathan, you brought up a good point about like, man, I've got this side of the story. Uh, my story falls on this camp and, and I feel, feel like in that room, there were lots of other stories. Uh, I guess kind of looking back really quickly has the way that you, uh, have interacted with adoptees and I guess like adoptee topics changed as you've gone through the show?
0: Without a doubt, I, I feel the, um, the eye-opening part for me over the last what five months or so that we've been um, exploring, doing the show, and just doing research on adoptees has has changed my opinion of how I felt specifically about it because I've always felt you know, very openly about my story and specifically my, only my story. I, I knew I had heard other stories out there and rumors of things. And I knew that some stories were bad and stuff, but I, I guess I didn't think that there were, I didn't know anybody who had bad stories yet. And so it wasn't as real to me. And so mm. when I hear these unfortunate, um, stories of, of, um, you know, people not able to, Uh, connect with their family or not wanting to connect to their family or or just extreme emotional distress from connecting with their family or distress from their adoptive family or, um, you know, issues with uh, their upbringing, those kinds of things. It really saddens me to hear these stories now. But um, so that is, for me has changed my outlook is, cause I was always just very open and thinking everything was just kind of cheery. I'm adopted. I have my family I, and, and, mm. you know, and then, you know, especially last year is like, and I had found my adopt, my biological family. So everything was very just yay. And then now yeah. I'm hearing everyone's story and I'm like, I, maybe I shouldn't be so yay too quickly. <laughs> maybe yeah. I should, you know, you know, tone it down just a little bit and, and listen more and, instead of, uh, um. assume that everything is, is like my story.
1: Yeah. It's been interesting. Um, you know, I feel like I, I had an idea of what adoption is and was and, and my relationship to it. And then going through the show, I'm like, Oh man, things are changing. And like this thing that was very simple for me to understand, I was adopted has suddenly just become so much more complex. And, uh, yeah. So it's just interesting. Um, Patrick, I know that you have really taken to this and you've been like, I'm gonna run with it. Like adoptees are my people. I'm going to do this. Um, and You've started at least in the small things that I've seen, like labeling yourself, um, an advocate for adoptees and adoptee rights. Um, so can you explain, I guess for really for Nathan and I, like, what's that first step? And what does that mean to be, uh, an, an advocate for adoptees and for adoptee rights? Cause that's not a conversation that I am ready to enter into. But like when I am, I'd like to know, like, where should I start?
2: I think the question is both simple and difficult to answer. I think as an advocate for adoptee rights and issues and anything like that, just for adoptees themselves, I very much think it's, you know, you you support an adoptee and you you do what you can to uplift and amplify their voices. I think that's advocacy in itself. Um, I think when you get into the difficult waters of trying to parse what that is when it comes to rights or things that you know adoptees are fighting for in Korea uh like the things that we had talked about in the room yesterday just transparency with our records and things like that you know that's when that's when it becomes the issue that we see in the adoptee community of you know you're you're this or that you're on this side of the line or that side of the line and you know when you're on the side of being very against adoption. I think that, you know, advocacy there is fighting to maybe not end adoption, but for sure, force that reform. And you're for sure bringing these issues to the table and putting those out in front. And, you know, those are probably those are the advocates that you're most likely seeing out in the streets that are doing those things, uh, when it comes to adoption. And then on the other side, um, that's more I mean, I can't say that it's really different than the way that they would advocate for that side of adoption. Uh, it's just in a different way. You know, they're fighting to make sure adoption stays open and that you continue to do that. Maybe they they probably are fighting for reforms, too. There's That's the thing. There's things on both sides that are very much the same. But because of people, because of all of our, you know, own biases and our own opinions and things that we grew up learning, we're split. And it's really hard to come back to that middle. Um, and yeah, so I think when anybody is ready to step into maybe an advocate role, I think you're already, I think once you get out of the fog or start that journey, that is your first step into advocacy because maybe you're not advocating for all adoptees yet because you're not ready to do that, but you're advocating for yourself. Um, you're wanting to be heard a little bit more or be more seen, or at least learn more for your own. Your own betterment or your mo- own enlightenment, um, and I think that automatically puts you in that role and maybe you wouldn't give yourself that title, but you're that's 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 that first step in the journey, I think and honestly com- that that whole coming out of the fog thing is the most important thing that you could do. and again, as we talked as we talked about before, it can take many different forms, come at many different times. Um, but once you find that area, I think you've you've taken your first steps into advocacy.
0: Yeah, I think that's definitely the most important thing, is, or the first step, like you said, is that you have to kind of do it for yourself. And I know that they yeah. talked about that yesterday, everyone. They do, they do it for themselves. They want to find either their own story or they want to find other stories or they hear a story that inspires them to do something about it and learn about it, uh, read about it, watch a film about it. And, and that's really... Um, how you become an advocate either yeah like for other people or for yourself or just for a cause in what you've heard so yeah, yeah. I, th- I think that's very true
2: i think that's what's so interesting is that so we all have like this shared initial origin regardless of what country you were adopted from you were adopted and then if you the, all the stories that you listen to you hear even when you grow up in Minnesota, like the land of 10,000 cads or adoptees, they're still like, I didn't grow up with any other adoptees or in much diversity. Like the only story that I've heard anybody be like, yeah, I grew up with adoptees was Molly <laughs> Lo, who was our uh, previous guest. Yeah. And that was like blowing my mind because it's like <laughs> you grew up with a ton of adoptees. That's insane. And even for her, it wasn't until later that she started to really take those steps and not only do that, but pursue like the cultural heritage like we're doing with this show. And so that's what I find so interesting is that as w- as we constantly say we're not monolith we're not a monolith as a community or as a people and we all have these unique lived experiences and we all find ourselves hitting the same things in in these moments that that's where the like the kinship or the the relation comes in is because even though the way they got to coming out of the fog or the way they got to wherever step they're on is different. It's the same for us. And that's what binds us together is that, you know, Oh, either I've made that step and it's like, Oh, I can relate to that. Or I haven't made that step yet. And it's like, okay, that, that makes sense. And maybe that's what uh, pushes you forward to take that step, you know? So I think that's, what's so interesting about the, that dynamic there.
1: You know, I think it's interesting, Nathan, you were saying, um, And Patrick, I guess, really started it with saying, like, advocate for yourself first. Um, And it reminded me of this conversation I was having uh, with my mom and with my wife uh, just about how I um, use uh, adjectives to describe myself as disabled. And there's a a whole um, discussion uh, amongst American activists. I found this on disabledworld.com. But like in the UK, the term is disabled people in America. They're like, Disabled people or people with a disability, which one do we use? Um, But I I read this and I was like, oh, this this totally explains where I'm at, both with my understanding of myself as disabled and my understanding of myself as adopted and Korean and all those things. So um, it just says the basic reason behind some members of groups dislike for the application of people-first language, i.e. person with a disability, um, is that they consider their disabilities to be inseparable parts of who they are. Uh, like I am disabled, that is never going to change, uh, and so it makes sense for me to call myself disabled, right? So like I am adoptee, that's never going to change, so it makes sense for me to call myself an adoptee, right? That's not like a right. a singular. I wasn't adopted, and that like that's it. That's all, that that's all that I had to do with being adopted, right? But I am an adoptee, that is a a reality and identity that I will have to continue to live in and reckon with, right? In the same way that I am Korean. And so that is a a way, a thing that I'll have to reckon with and and whatever. Um, So, yeah, so that's that's just interesting. Um, And I was like, oh, man, all of these intersectionalities in my own life about being disabled and Korean and and adopted and all that stuff. uh, And then a bunch of other things. Yeah. So it's just it's been interesting, like how so many of my journeys have paralleled each other. And like I couldn't move forward in one area until I had moved forward in another, you know. Um, So, yeah. Thanks for the show, guys.
0: (laughs) Yeah, uh, KJ, has uh, um, your, I guess your um, awareness of of all those things that you just said changed since the start of uh, the show? Has your um, opinion changed of uh, being disabled or being um, Korean, like you said, affected each other parallelly at the same time? Parallelly, I don't know if that's a word. You know what I'm saying. It's a word enough. Yeah.
1: yeah, absolutely. It's a, I mean, that's the whole reason for my post at the end of 2020 was Mm -hmm. like, that was the moment when I accepted myself as enough. Like I didn't have to fight, uh, especially, you know, like I make a lot of jokes about having nine fingers or like coming up short or whatever, just because that is the reality of my life. And I am a fan of self deprecating humor, but like, I released the weight of uh, needing to justify myself against ten-fingered people (laughs) and so i'm just like i just i am nine-fingered that's just who i am (laughs) that's never gonna change and so i'm just gonna like let go of that and i'm still i think grieving a lot of those things of like in that process of acceptance like still trying to to grieve especially i mean just like I don't know. Had a really vulnerable conversation with my mom over the holidays, and I was started crying about things that I did not anticipate crying about because I was like, I've already made my peace with this, but something about talking to my mom, I was like, oh, ah, no, this puts me in a whole new headspace, you know. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So yep. it was like I don't feel like uh, when I enter into an Asian American. Uh, room or Facebook group or uh, whatever sphere, um, I don't feel like I have to justify how Korean I am, and I don't feel like I have to force myself to relate to, uh, you know, your mom, you know, or like your homony or your your immigrant parents or whatever. Like, no, I don't. But I no longer feel like, well, it's because I'm adopted and I have to do like you know that just kind of natural like rhythm that we fall into of like, but like, mm-hmm. your name is Noak and you're Asian and you're like, well, it's good. you know what I mean? Like, just that rhythm. Yeah. I just like, I don't feel like I have to justify any of that or go into that rhythm anymore i'm just like i'm adopted mm-hmm. deal it's, with it it's, become, it's <laughs> you know also know I mean? become
0: more normalized like you were saying because we've heard more stories we've met more adoptees all three of us have non-korean last names it, it became more of a norm and I, I i like you were saying you don't have to justify it anymore because it is becoming normal it's becoming you know more eye-opening that we are not alone and hopefully, that's what our show is doing: is is other people that are listening, going, "Oh, my last name is Smith," and I've been feeling that way this entire time. And so, you know, that it's very true. And uh, yeah,
1: I'm happy that you guys are. Here. Yeah. So uh, part of I feel I feel like part of uh, what I've been going through now is like because I've accepted it, I like enjoy how I learn uh, a lot more. Um, and so like in the same way, I think that Minju is exploring what it means to be Korean by like looking at Korean proverbs and like kind of all of that stuff and like understanding the, the culture behind the language. Uh, I've been, uh, you know, doing my best to intake more Asian American history. One of the, I think the coolest ways that I did that was I just recently finished interior Chinatown and I. At the very end of the book, he just dropped some knowledge and was like, We've been in this country for over 200 years and yet we're still always viewed as the perennial foreigner. Um, and I was like, Dang, you know, because that's that's a a thing that I uh feel myself. And now I'm reading uh Pachinko by a Korean author, Korean American author. I'm gonna find out later. Now I'm reading this book. Uh, (laughs) wait, I'm I'm gonna just kind of look it up so that I'm not to edit this out later. Say Pachinko, that sounds like that
0: Japanese uh
1: gambling, it is
2: no, 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 it is okay. You're the second person to bring up Interior Chinatown today. I heard it in another clubhouse room. I was like, did somebody Dude, say it's an award-winning like, novel. It's so good. They're KG. Was that KG? KG cut KG out KG. that I just called you Kevin Garnett. KG. <laughs> oh, what is happening? No, I want to get it now because that's obviously two people have just brought that up. I got to... I got to get that book.
0: I love how both of you are very um you know ambitious with uh wanting to learn the culture and the um history behind the adoption world and community. I- I've been learning a little bit here and there but you know, as we know, I have less time. I feel, <laughs> but no. one thing that I have explored a lot more since the show started is food and that part of the culture. And that's I've joined actually a few Facebook groups for Korean cooking. Oh, uh, cool! And I've been watching like all the things that they come out with. I mean, I posted one yesterday in the yeah. in the in the after party, where, which was just some guy found uh, you know gochujang uh, shrimp chips, and I thought that was really cool. It's like ah, oh, nice, but. I'm learning more about the the food for in the culture I think mm-hmm. since the show started uh, and that's really been fun.
1: Okay, so pachinko by Min Jin Lee she is a Korean American author I've uh, got myself sorted uh, anyway so it's a really cool read it takes place uh, from like 1910 to 1960 something I think is the time period so it's during Japan's occupation of Korea um, and yeah it's interesting like I hear foods that especially now that I uh, have tried certain things like the Tokuk and whatnot I like I'll hear spices or flavors or whatever foods dresses like a lot of Hanbok references Um I'm like oh this is traditional and like kind of rooted, I mean that's only like a hundred years ago, but like rooted in our culture. And then like especially hearing in this book Korean culture played up against the Japanese culture, you know, in occupation and things like that. Like you start to, at least for me, I feel like I start to realize what's important to Koreans and what like like why things are the way they are. And it, it gives me kind of a just a greater understanding of what it means to be Korean in the same way that like we take American history. And so like when Alexander Hamilton drops as a a musical and like an album, you're like, Oh, I get all these references and you hear little bits and little snippets of things in the way that, you know, Hamilton has written um, that is about history and yet informed and also informed by history, you know? So it's just like, I So I don't have to feel like I am trying to make up for lost time. I don't feel like I'm trying to like get out, get in on this thing that I've missed out on, even though like I am, I'm just, I'm more gracious with myself. I'm like, no, this is just me learning about, you know, myself and in a way that, like, I remember talking to a Korean and I was like, oh yeah, these numbers, like these Sino-Korean numbers. And he was like, what are you talking about? And I was like, well, I mean, like, these are like Chinese Korean numbers. And so I was like, oh, I didn't know that. Cause like, he didn't have to teach Korean. Mm-hmm. He just knew the numbers, mm-hmm. you know? So it's like in the same way, like that our histories might be locked to us unless we explore it in certain ways. Um, I've just been excited to read more about Asian American history and then kind of Korean history and things like that. So... Yeah, it's been cool. Also, I used my Doh Soak for the first time. Oh, I mean, yeah. I saw myself some crunchy rice. Oh, nice. Rice. Please, Did you put some... Uh, I, I found,
0: uh, by the way, a bottle at just my local Vons pavilions. Uh, it was uh, Gochujang, but it was uh, the Babigo flavor. They also make, like, other things. I think they make the, like, the make rice. They make all kinds of Korean food. They yeah. actually had a little BB restaurant Go. out here for a while. Yeah. But I bought that brand of gochujang, of which is probably not very authentic. But um, but it's, <laughs> I've been putting that on everything lately. Like, I had eggs. and uh And I had a little breakfast burrito this morning. I threw it all over I that. I can't get
1: over how so. sweet it is. It
0: is very sweet. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Like, because I'm really used sweet. to
1: sriracha, which is very. <laughs> Same. Yeah.
0: Not Love sweet, sriracha. I guess. I don't know. I wonder if they have different, like, heat indexes of that. Like, so that you can... So it's not as sweet and, and maybe it's more spicy. Um, I, I don't know. Uh, I think that there are different types of
1: gochujang. Yeah. yeah. Well, so, I know there's
0: powder and paste and... Well, I mean, like, there's, like, different, and like, and
1: varieties of... There is? In pachinko, oh, okay. they talk about, like, different, like... I think it's called, like, che go, gochujang or something. Uh-huh. So, yeah, like, there's, like, variations of a theme even uh-huh. there. I'll, so, I'll pay
0: more attention next time I go to the H Mart, but um, I always... I always make sure I have at least one jar now in my house. So. Yeah, somebody holler at us on socials if we're right or wrong. Yeah. What's your favorite? <laughs> Give us a favorite brand. We'll go try it out because I love that stuff. Or send it to us <laughs> so I don't have to go to the store. If you're a, if you're a Gochujang uh, supplier. Yeah, enthusiast.
2: Um, I just wanted to pick up on what you guys would talk about, just the history uh specifically to Nathan's point about just learning the history. One of the reasons that I've been doing that is because it's just, it's helped me inform just this identity processing, I guess. Um, And so instead of just only doing or only looking up or talking to just adoptees, like learning the actual history of the process uh, has really been helpful to me um, in those books. And, yeah, uh, we know you're busy. We know you got stuff going on, but I like the I like what you're doing <laughs> with the food. And I had this is something I wanted to ask based in that history is that when you're picking new foods to try uh, to make or to just go out and get, are you getting like the significance to like whatever that meal might be or like how that's used in Korea or is that is that something that comes kind of after that or? I don't know. Because you do, I feel like, when you do something new, you're like, oh, they eat this on this day for this. So I don't know if that was, like, something you'd been exploring as well.
0: Yes and no. It depends on what I'm eating. I mean, some of the things that you know, I, I, it's not that I know the full history of kimchi, but, you know, I I definitely, it's in my process right now to buy some more supplies because I've seen a lot of people, I don't know why, maybe Facebook is spying on me, but I said something about making kimchi and all of a sudden I keep seeing all these posts of people making kimchi. And nice. so I'm like, okay, well, maybe I need to make it. So I have never made it before. I'm going to make it. I'll film it too. And then maybe we'll put it on, on the after party. Just go
1: live randomly on our social I mean, handles. Yeah. Well, I don't downtown. know <laughs> I don't want to watch them for that long?
0: I don't know. Do to, it. I don't know. So I'll edit it together and put it back. But I, I definitely want to try it and make it. Um, but I've been seeing so many different recipes, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, I, I enjoy the history of of the food in general. I mean, right. I love seeing where it came from. Like when I went to Korea, seeing that they, you know, had kimchi, um, you know, outside in the you know in those uh, um see i can't even know the the terminology for it but it's the giant vases in the outside where they make the uh, the kimchi in it and there's fences around them so you can't go in there and steal it it's important yeah it's very important don't go in this area right here this is all (laughs) our kimchi um but i thought that was really interesting just to be able to see that you know instead of when I was younger, I used to think, "Oh, it was buried in the ground," and I, I for some reason, just always expected it like a garden or
1: something. Yeah, no. you know, I don't actually understand why it's buried in the ground. <laughs> like, is it for storage only, or is it like I, because it's for the fermenting storage? part?
2: Yeah, okay. I think it's like the because don't don't a few different cultures do like in ground cooking of certain things? I feel like I've seen that in other cultures Maybe. as well. Sure, like Polynesians
0: um, like they do all their stuff underground. Ooh, yeah, too. that might be. I
2: oh.
0: Oh well, yeah. Have Before you I been to a Luau? I have it, no. not. Oh man. <laughs> Bro, we Ever... didn't grow
1: up spending every Christmas in Hawaii, Sorry. okay? Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> so they when they roast the a pig
0: in Hawaii, they like totally put it underground in this like underground oven and then they 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 bury it Whoa. by putting like banana leaves and uh sand and other things on it and it just it just all the goodness and the heat just stays under there for I don't know how many hours, and then they take it out, and that's part of the luau is when they, they unearth the the pig, and they take it out, and they sh- you just see them take it out, and they shake it, and it just falls apart because it's so tender. Amazing. How like good, It's amazing them. when you see that, and then when you eat it too. So Kahlua pork, go, ha- go get some.
2: <laughs> good Kahlua pork plug. Go get some. Kahlua pork. It's tender, baby. <laughs> it's so
0: tender. <laughs> falls off. awesome.
2: The pig. I just bought some Target kimchi the other day. So I'm going to get more Target re-up. kimchi. Nice. <laughs> I was in Target for something, and I was like, "I'm going to get some of this because I'm trying to eat less and eat more health a little more healthily." So and you, I'm like, let me just throw this on rice. So
0: you know what my wife said when I told her I was going to make kimchi because you know I'm seeing all these posts. And I am like, I'm going to make some kimchi because we actually I bought the napa napa cabbage, so I have that part of it. Mm-hmm. But she's like, can we actually buy like a jar of kimchi too so that we can compare afterwards? Wow. <laughs> I, in my mind, I'm like, uh, what are oh, you saying? Thanks. What are you saying? <laughs> uh, you don't think mine's going to be
1: authentic? What? Like,
2: I see how yeah, it you, is now. Authentically, Nathan, but I'm going to go with the. I'm going to go with the. I'm going to go
0: with this jar <laughs> Just in case of kimchi you now. But good try. Good try.
2: <laughs> e for a, effort. That's funny. Yeah. E for effort, honey. <laughs> I'll try it if you make it. Send oh, me some. Hey.
0: Uh, yeah, that'll, that'll ship fine, right? Yeah, sure. I'll, I'll perfect my recipe for you guys. So for when our uh, our real John Chi comes up.
2: Gosh. Speaking of John Chi,
0: I am actually preparing for a real John Chi next week. Are you really? What? My daughter's Dole oh, John yeah. Chi
1: yeah nice so, that's super yeah. exciting her
0: her John chi is actually uh next week and uh so we've bought her the hanbok and uh and not only that i don't know what the other pieces are called but she's got this little crown thingy that looks like uh like a i don't know like a princess it looks like a giant garlic on her head but um <laughs> it's so cute the warding off vampires. and then she's got like a little like i don't know it's like a belt that has little puff thingies on it too it's it's super cute so uh, we'll be doing and also um the of course the traditional doljabi which goes along with the doljanchi, where they um walk to the item and foreshadow their future um all my other sons when they did it they crawled because they couldn't walk yet at one years old um, my daughter is the first one to be able to walk before one. Nice. So she's Dang, actually going to walk it. to it. So I'm I'm very excited to to see how quickly she beelines to whatever item she uh,
2: is going to what, choose. What do you think she's going to choose? Ooh, I don't know. Well, we yeah, what are you going to choose? What items are you going to Yeah,
0: see, we haven't chosen the items yet, okay. so we have to have this discussion. Uh, it might be the similar items that we did for my sons, which would be like money, money. Um, If we could put a microphone out there, we could put a a
2: book, some thread,
0: uh, a gavel. um,
2: Put out all Star Wars memorabilia, (laughs) then you know you got a winner. You'll know you got a winner.
1: Uh, We've got a Death Star. We've We've got a game controller. A new Starfighter.
2: Xbox.
0: She's gonna be an esports player someday. Yeah.
2: Yeah. See, you say that, and we're gonna come back here in twenty years. Well, we're we'll gonna still be, be on our 20th anniversary. Yeah. And Robin's going to be just signed her a million dollar contract for, <laughs> it's a game to lead in an e-sports And it'll team. still be Fortnite. It'll How? still be Fortnite. Exactly. <laughs> <Yeah>. How? <laughs> How? <How's laughs> season 120. Amazing. Well,
1: uh, we don't have a guest, so we can go straight to our food segment. Yeah. We got the Are we ready to get into it. Uh, we got a, we, we fun, can go right into it. We, have a fun we don't boss, have to come back. Right. Well, I mean, we're going to take a break anyways. Uh, oh yeah. That's yeah, what I said. But, uh, but when we come back, we will be jumping into our first uh, item from Munchbox, uh, which Munchbox is a Munch snack addict. delivery service. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Wow. It's the Munchbox from Munch Just a little quick addict. correction there. You're right. You're right. You better not
2: cut that out. <laughs> nope. you always leave mine in when yep. I mess them up. You better not cut that out. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I <laughs> drink so salty about the time I know. He's, I know.
0: he's like every time KJ messes up it Freaking, needs to stay uh, in whereas when we mess up it
1: always stays in right so. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> see, that's Because I'm bad. the editor. No. I know. That's that cool. is but true. Anyways, well, actually, you uh, have, have control. Yeah, 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 So anyways, so this <laughs> is a munch it. box, the Korean fine. munch box by Munch Addict. They do <laughs> uh, snacks from all over the world, but they gave us their Korean box, so we're real excited. It's not quite a mystery box, because I'm sure we could figure out what it is online, but we're not going to spoil it for ourselves. Uh, so when we come back, we will jump into the first of those right now. Roll, clip, clip, clip. That's not right. Clip. I said, when we come back right now. Whatever. Right. You get it. now, I
0: think we got it. Right now, we are back with the Munch Addict. Got the
1: munchies? I do have the munchies all the time.
2: Munch I have the munchies too, because
1: it's Baby. actually just hunger.
2: It's actually yeah. just hunger right now. So
0: thank you, Munch Addict, for sending us these awesome boxes. Let's we we're very Let's excited open it to see up. what's inside here. Yeah. Yes. All right. Ooh, I like that. To find more info, check our vault.
1: Whoa. Here we That's go. That's cool.
0: Wow, Munch. look at that. Attic. It's got Munch all attic. kinds Very of smart. stuff in here. So what we were told is that there's different. they have uh, different boxes, right? We got the Korean box, so everything in here should be Korean. I
2: can't believe I haven't opened this because all this stuff's about to be gone. <laughs> <laughs> <That's>... <laughs>
0: we, we have to save some of it. We can't eat all of it right now. Oh, we we'll yeah, back,
1: baby. Oh, yeah, oh, McCool. the McCool. I was actually kind of, uh, okay, so here's the deal, I've been in Pachinko, uh, they've been talking a lot about barley stuff, and I'm like, Mm. oh, you know what, I want to drink some of that (laughs) Mikol." And uh, here it is, Mikol, Mikol. Very exciting. What else have we had in here? We've had the Koreban King Whale Packers.
2: The whale chips.
1: Korean. You're gonna have to translate
0: it all, half these things at uh, KJ, because I don't know what to. I mean, I'll be on. able to
2: read it. I don't know that I can translate it. <laughs> nope, we're calling it the exact translation. KJ with the exact translation of all of these Korean items.
0: Orion.
2: Oh, Is that how it works?
0: <laughs> oh, Ryan.
2: <laughs> it even says it in the little map we have here. The guide. Oh! Oh, there's a guide? You don't need me for that business. Oh, Great, that's awesome.
1: I'm over here trying to figure out what it all is from the Korean. There's munch go, addict, m- crushed it. Go, with the munch guide. addict. Yeah. Shoot give us. A, give
0: us a cutesy guide for the people who don't know what every, any of this stuff is. I'm not talking oh. to the mic like a proper podcaster. This is exciting. What should we? What
1: I should we try? I, I,
0: I'm like, I'm, I'm with uh, Patrick. I want to eat like half the things in here already.
1: All right.
2: Oreo. I the, knew that was
0: Oreo just by the color of it, Let's just do too.
2: the Oreo, because, you know, we've already had it. Everyone's already had Oreos, so let's just... Let's well, just then what's it the of exciting, easy. excitingness of that, then? We'll do... Because it was made in Korea? Why don't we eat something we have no <laughs> clue what it is, like this? No, I've already
1: opened the Oreo. And then, let's oh, do that really Oh, you really opened it?
2: I was just joking. Well, right. I already let's opened two. it. We,
1: yeah, can yeah. can we can do a double up. We can do a double up. Sure. Okay, this is a nice nice <laughs> way. What is this? I didn't what that
0: one was yet. Yeah. That's cute, too. I like how the little... I like how the little Korean characters in the back are eating whatever is in it.
2: Very nice. There's I'm going to take faces. one bite of the Oreo and put it back in the thing and eat it after I eat dinner. Wafer. Does that count?
1: Sweet potato snacks. Oh, I really yeah. have to be
0: careful, though, because my oh. son, both my children, I have now found out, are allergic to a nut. And I don't know if it's peanut, if it's cashew, or pecan.
2: Yeah, um, you got to hide your nut snacks, bro. But yeah,
0: I got to hide my nuts. Got em. <laughs> Sorry, oh my god! You <laughs> <kinda laughs> let me into that one,
1: dude. This Oreo—you guys are eating the Oreo already. It's hey, amazing,
2: better than regular Oreo. Yeah, five out that's of five. what I was gonna better say. Uh huh. So I Oreo, have, bring this to America.
0: I have never seen Oreo sticks before, except either Japan or Korea. So I don't know why they oh. don't have them here.
2: I love wafers like those, mm-hmm. like those the, the tricolor, like the Neapolitan yeah. Yeah, wafer the, Yeah, yeah, that's exactly
0: what it is. Mm-hmm.
1: So good!
2: And this is the Oreo chocolate? version of that. It mm. totally
0: tastes like an Oreo, but
1: wafery. Oh, I feel like I'm eating Oreo O's. <laughs> I'm so happy right now. I know.
2: It's like some good day. Oh.
1: Now nah. I'm I'm nervous. Maybe we should have ended with that one. <laughs> <Some> <laughs> downhill from here. Okay, mm. so wait, Pat, uh, Nathan said you wanted to try. I was very curious. What try that this was. one. Yeah. Oh okay. my gosh. Hmm. What was Chon it? This one. Choco chim Yeah. What is that? I can't even do this. Chondu Choco chim Soft baked chocolate cookie with a nice. Ooh, a rice mochi center. Really? Mm. Interesting. C W. Is yeah.
2: that the that's the that's, that's the brand a brand right? Yeah.
0: So I can only assume that every month when you get one of these boxes, it'll be different items in it each time. Yeah, so, um,
1: unless you go with the international box, in which case you'll get snacks from around the world. Yeah, and that's, yeah, and that's really game. cool too.
2: Oh, this so, cookie already looks great because it's got chocolate in it.
1: Okay, this looks like uh, just a regular cookie. It smells like a regular, it smells like a, uh, one of those like oatmeal um, hostess, you know what I'm talking yeah, about does. with the, the things in the middle?
0: Mm-hmm. I bet Nathan wants some milk to dunk this in. I have my coffee right here actually. Oh there Scratch you go. I'm filling, I think it looks like a very tasty oh, chocolate heck. chip
2: cookie.
1: Oh no, it's tough in the middle.
2: Just that mochi.
1: Yeah.
0: I wasn't expecting oh, that. Man. I am spilling crumbs everywhere. I, the yes, ants are gonna love my desk. Oh, I had to no. do a hand
2: under hand under mouth. Or under chin, oh, I guess I should say. Yeah. Incapable of growing a beard so I can't catch the crumbs uh hmm. there. So they just fall to the ground. Oh man. Mm. Or on my pants and I wipe them and it smears on my pants. So that is a messy cookie. Crumble. Oh you can't even see it.
1: Crumble. They need to
0: put to put a disclaimer on that that you need your vacuum handy after you eat it.
1: Oh wait. It's crumbly.
0: (laughs) It's so crumbly. Amazing. It is Uh, everywhere. It's probably
2: look at it. look what it did to my pants. I can't lift my leg that high,
0: but dude,
2: I'll do it with my B roll. I'll do it with my B roll. I really nice. don't
0: want to see your B roll now.
2: <laughs> look at that stain on my pants now. Right, show is going downhill. <laughs> the show is going uphill. Actually, no, my pants cleanliness definitely downhill.
0: I like that that gummy mochi part in the, mm-hmm. in the middle, but I like mochi too because my you know my wife's family. Um, I actually got to make mochi one time at a at an event, so that's... I really you got to like make that. mochi? Yeah. I got to pound rice with a hammer. I don't think it was <laughs> that called a hammer, but it was hard. <laughs> <laughs> okay, never mind. Let's just say that. It was not like a few pounds and you're done kind of thing. We mm. need to do a boba one, too. Oh, my. I'm just... I'm going to give this cookie... Of tea. Of tea. Because we haven't really been rating anything we've had so far, except I figured you guys were five-on-five on, five on the Oreo.
1: Oh, yeah,
2: immediately. Yeah. I'm going to give this a one a four-out-of-five
0: on flavor, but a one-out-of-five on convenience.
2: Mm, so really like a two-and-a-half-out-of-five.
0: Because or it is just the most crumbly cookie. I can't even eat it without it just disintegrating. And I it's too big. It's too big to do one bite. Well, so. I
2: wish I had another one, because I would prove you wrong. Um <laughs> um i feel like i'm wondering if it's staying it stays together more it doesn't crumble as much if you eat it right away like right after it's been made i wonder if it slowly becomes crumbly after it's been packaged and shipped. i out. don't know i don't know what to do with it i'm
0: confused i feel like I need, we need to take a break so i can go wash my hands <laughs> i'll
2: give that one a three out of five i love the flavor but yes ag- uh agreeing with nathan totally too crumbly ttc I did not think too
0: crumbly would be a thing, but
2: it's CW everywhere. too crumbly hashtag TTC. I'm I'm coining it now. It's a good flavor, but it's it was good. I would eat more of them, but
1: yeah, I would I would eat more of them. I thought it was good. I like the mochi center, uh, but I don't love the aftertaste that I feel like is just sitting in my mouth. Maybe I ate it poorly or didn't have anything to no, chase it that. with. So it's uh, you know what I mean. So yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna give it three mat out of five Soyo. I'm having flashbacks by the way as I drink
0: this mukul. Oh yeah, of oh, we you open to that co- too. Of, I've just because we've already had it. Before on the show, but that's I'm true. I'm having flashbacks of what we commented oh, on. How, yeah, you forgot that flavor, right? So you're like, oh, why does it taste like seafood? Like <laughs> you just ate some
1: beef. <laughs> wow, hilarious. right? Uh, I totally I was like, yeah, forgot I about what this tastes that. like. I do not remember what this tastes like. <laughs> and, and then I had it and again. I was like,
0: oh <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's what it tastes yeah. like. Yeah. It's what not mean. bad. It's just the initial like surprise of it. And then of course <sighs> I remember that it's got what buckwheat in it.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So barley, right? B- barley. Sorry, Buck not buckwheat. Yeah.
0: Buckwheat.
1: But <laughs> cool. <laughs> McCool. Now
0: with buckwheat. <laughs> Someone spiked my cookie. Um, yeah. So. Yeah. It, Amazing. It's barley, but it's it's just a
2: weird first aftertaste.
0: Yeah, that uh, first
1: one hits pretty strongly, but the rest of them are good. So all right, you guys uh, remember
2: what you originally rated this? I don't remember mine. No, we'll have to go I want to say, say it was about three. I would have said it was in the middle. But I'm gonna yeah, call it a like four.
1: Now that I'm back in it, I'm. You're up to a four now. I'm still maybe at three. four and a half. Actually, it's a pretty hmm. good soda. Like, I'm I'm happy with it. I think I probably gave it a three, but I don't realize mine's like the also smell.
0: warm because we haven't uh, refrigerated it and chilled yeah, it. Yeah, we didn't know. All right, Patrick, you said you wanted to have one cookie by itself, one
2: bite. Here you go. Go for it. <laughs> oh, you think I can't eat that one bite? <laughs> You don't think I can churro this down in one bite? You think that thing's going to touch the dangly
1: thing in the back of your throat? Oh, <laughs> oh <God. laughs> well, I'm
0: just that's saying. Uh, I don't know that's how... for the after party. That's for the after party, baby. So, <laughs> Should we go to the other snacks in the box What are you you going
2: to eat all these? <laughs> I thought you said you wanted to save some. No, no yeah, sure. we should save
0: some of them. We can save some for yeah, the yeah. next show, sure. Or we can keep it to a surprise for the next show. Who knows? I mean, what you it do.
1: We've already gone through all of it. My bad. Uh, Anyways, thank you so much for watching. This has been another episode of The John Cheese Show. By the way, I I
0: was going to throw out some of their details, too, if you're interested. I went to their website. You can actually pick how many snacks are in the box. Oh. So you can pick 5, 10, 15, or 60, which is a giant, like, box of snacks. It it shows you little pictures of it. But, yeah, they have different prices, you know, uh, every three months. It gets gets cheaper depending on – if you want it every 3 months, 6 months, 12 months Or if you just want to buy one um, but, uh, but pretty reasonable I would say as far as the pricing
2: goes So, um, what's, the, like, what's the 60 count box called? Is that called child size? <laughs> called, it's called Patrick's size it's, it's, it's the, the size Patrick of an box. actual child <laughs> it's, It
0: says if you like Snacks as much as Patrick does Get the 60 item Snack box It's $100 It lasts only one week
2: at Patrick's house. <laughs> KJ, sorry, co-opted uh, your ending of the show. Nope, it's fine. To talk about Munch Addict. It's fine. Gosh. I just felt we needed oh to, to, to plug a
0: little more because it's so nice of them to send us this. And yeah, we really appreciate it. I really it. enjoy... Hashtag Munch Addict. I really enjoy boxes of snacks that I don't know what's in it. Same. You know, mystery box.
1: So that is it. Thank you for watching the show. If you're on YouTube, please like and subscribe to our channel. Um... Leave us a rating or a review on iTunes for the podcast. That'd be fantastic. New episodes of the podcast drop every Wednesday. Uh email at uh John oh, G Show yeah. at JustLikeMedia.com. Yes, or at John G Show on all of the social handles. They or wherever you find find listen you. to your podcasts. What does everyone always say that?
0: It's like the most cliche. Yeah, it's just
1: there's so there's like eight million different podcast yeah. players.
0: Nathan. Where can people find you? We can, you can find me right here at the John Cheese Show. But if you're looking elsewhere, you can find me at no walk Photo on Instagram. All right. You can uh, find Patrick, Patrick at GaryStare.com. Patrick's got his
2: silly me. billy. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, someone spiked his McCool. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you can find me at PatrickInTheWorld on Instagram. Actually, I've been using that for pretty much everything else, also my SoundCloud. Hit me up on Facebook, and if you're trying to get on clubhouse hit me up as well might be able to help you out maybe not i don't know but join us for our adoptee conversations yeah absolutely i was gonna plug that too uh,
1: are you patrick in the world on clubhouse
2: yes i am good nice. call
1: so uh yeah so if you want to patrick is moderating an adoptee chat Uh, It's open to Asian adoptees on Sundays. Uh, If you need help getting on Clubhouse DM, uh, really any of the three of us, and we'll we'll do our best to get you there if you want to be a part of that room. Uh, You can find me at KJ Relke, anywhere that I want to be found. Um, I think that's it. So thank you so much for watching the show. We'll see you next week. Peace out. John Chi Heyo, everybody. Bye.